1988, I wrote a virus named Cronus. It's kind of like you, actually. Slow, clumsy, extremely limited, but surprisingly effective. Cronus foobarred their whole system from inventory to shipping. Millions lost in minutes. It's fucking beautiful. You never forget your first. Why them? Red Star was the perfect calling card from the start of my career. Big Pacific Rim, multinational, complex security, household name. Didn't hurt that their CEO, a world-class, in my humble opinion, was exploiting child workers and dumping all kinds of toxic shit in the ocean. Bad man. A bad man who did a lot of bad things to a lot of good people. Rest in peace, motherfucker. Cronus, huh? Like the Greek myth? Look at you. One semester of community college really paid off, huh? Well, if my memory serves me correctly, Cronus castrated and killed his own father. Banshee. That seven-letter word for screaming spirit is Banshee. everyone welcome to banshee it is that time once again it's that glorious weekend it is right after we just got done watching banshee season or episode five it is now may the first where we're recording this live from the red dragons radio studios and uh, i'm happy to be here as always with my boy Link. so what up man what's going on donnie how you been buddy been good been very busy it's been a hectic, hectic week, um, but I'm glad that it's the weekend, and I'm glad that I got my banshee, as always, to settle down the weekend. So I'm happy to uh, to talk about it, as we always do every single week. You know that you got your boys right here on Welcome to Banshee, breaking down for you after show style the current episode. And like I said, we're going to be talking about episode five of the fourth and final season. Tonight's episode is called A Little Late to Grow a Pair. And uh, whew, we're on episode five already, man. We only got three left, dude. I'm like, every week we keep talking about it, but we're getting closer and closer to the end game here. And I'm getting real sad. <laughs> yeah, I mean, <laughs> sad and excited at the same time. It's a very weird feeling. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm sad because it's been so great up this point. I just wanted to keep going. You know what I mean? But yep. you know, it you know, great because it's been great. Yeah, you know, 
Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's definitely great each week, you know. It's so exciting. This is the show I look forward to most, you know, over anything. Um, But very sad each week because we get one more episode closer to the finale. And not just a normal finale where, oh, man, we got to wait nine months, ten months to see it again. (laughs) It's no more Banshee, and that's what really, really sucks. But uh, but we're here to talk about the good times, and uh, let's talk about another super solid episode here uh getting into episode five we kick off of course as always right in the beginning of the episode pretty much picking up where we left off last week with hood and elijah dushku's character she's dropping them back off in the woods um you know after they went out for that drinking after last week's episode and they're kind of just talking and bullshitting and i love that she just has the big bottle of scotch like <laughs> literally just chilling in the car you know <laughs> like yeah. and driving you know <laughs> yes yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, you're this FBI agent. What the fuck? Well, she could be like, doing it, worse, it just, right? <laughs> well, we know she could be doing worse. That's yeah. Sure. But uh, it was just funny. Pretty mild Lucas didn't even really say anything about it. But, uh, you know, but they, they have a little back and forth. And then she pretty much is like, I know you're going to be digging into this thing. I know you're going to be looking after who killed Rebecca. So why don't you, uh, you know, help me out? And he's like, nah, I'm good. <laughs> so he gets out of the car he starts to walk home um and of course he runs into what we kind of assumed because of the preview from last week but he walks up to his cabin and the cabin is on fire and the cabin's burning down and of course proctor comes walking out and uh where there's fire there's proctor (laughs) exactly you notice that (laughs) always and uh you know so hood's hood's kind of like you know okay is this what it came to you know like i told you i didn't kill her you know, I'm trying to find who did it, and he's like, you know, he's pissed because he brings up the fact of, you know, I thought we had an agreement. You know, I told you not to touch her, and, and uh, you know, they kind of go back and forth, and then basically the conversation kind of ends with Proctor telling Hood, I want you to find this guy, and I don't want you to kill him. I want you to bring him to me, and uh, there's kind of a silent agreement there. And uh, we cut to our Banshee intro. So another really good intro. I love I love how the show starts, you know, where we get kind of a powerful kind of scene to kick yeah. it off. And then we go straight into the opening credits, which I just love those. You know, I usually fast forward every show's opening credits. I have to sit and watch this thing every week. I love that opening theme. Of oh, course, you guys all hear it every time you listen to this podcast. But uh, it's you know, an awesome no, theme. I just I love that. Yeah, it's so and, good. It's like eerie and powerful yeah. at the same And the time. visuals are always different every week. And that's why you got to watch them because it's always different, you know? Because, you know, mm-hmm. we started off the season with, you know, like like it almost looked like bullet holes in the guy's back going, you know, horizontal. And then all of a sudden when, you know, the first time, you know, the Satanist, we seen the upside down cross. And then all of a sudden the bullet holes made an upside down cross, you know, the next uh, episode. So, you know kind of like tied that together and like okay so you know you kind of tie things together in the beginning credits that have already happened and and some of the beginning credits are kind of you know a little bit of hints of what's going to happen and you know you just gotta look for them and remember them while while you're watching but i i i don't want to blow past this scene before the credits because uh i love how um we got like the old hood back, you know, it's like he's starting to snap out of it a little bit, uh, every episode. And during that scene, after Kai sets his house, his barn, Kai's barn on fire or house, whatever, you know, he, he, he looks at hood and he says, I should kill you right now. And then hood said, they get on with it. You know, he just screamed at him, get on with it. Right. And that was pretty, you know, dramatic. And then Kai's like, nah, whatever. And then they just go back to being yeah, Kai and Hood. Yeah, because he to do his dirty work. Exactly. You know, Kai's not stupid. You know, I mean, he's a bit uh, irrational at times, and, you know, he freaks out, but he's not stupid. We'll get to that a little later. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I, I, I didn't want to blow, but, uh, uh, you know, I, no, I wanted to talk about that, you know, uh, back and forth. And I really love that because we haven't seen that Hood a lot this season because he's been in such grief, you know, and... He's finally snapping out of it a little bit here, you know, and it's good to see. So, but, uh, you know, didn't, didn't mean to cut you off there. Uh, no, 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 to... that's what we're talking about. Yeah, yep. So, I mean, and again, um, 
Uh, and uh, I did notice that the combination changed a little bit. Uh, we still have uh, 20. We still have 21. But instead of 6, it's now 3. So I, I still don't know what any of them mean. Um, you normally find out eventually if you Google yeah, it. Exactly. But, uh, <laughs> uh, but every episode, I'm trying to figure out what those combinations mean. Every season, I've done it. And I've only ever gotten it once. <laughs> one time. On one number. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not really Jeez. good at figuring that stuff out. <laughs> yeah. It's it's, it's tricky, man. It's gonna... It really is. Good riddle. I mean, they oh, go really right. deep with it. Yeah. Yeah. I think... Uh, all right. Well, yeah. Yep. Yep. So let's, uh, let's move past the opening credits there, Don. <laughs> yeah. We'll come back. Yeah. We'll come back from our opening credits. And, of course, we <laughs> jump right into our first flashback of the episode. Uh, we get a little flashback here of Rebecca going to a bank. She's trying to get get um, some money out of her safety deposit box pulls out the safety deposit box she ain't got no damn money <laughs> and she's like what she's Where broke. my money and uh and proctor shows up and he's like you know basically tells her like just you've been skimming some money off of the strip club doesn't mean it's your money and uh you know they have a moment there where rebecca puts actually puts a gun in proctor's face and he's like do it shoot me and she and she couldn't do it and she walks away pissed off yeah, you so, you point kind of a gun at somebody, situation. you better shoot, right? Pull the trigger. <laughs> Pull the trigger. Uh, th- then we immediately come back to current times um, in a very, you know, kind of interesting scene uh, where we get our boy Chris Coy, uh, you know, for the first time in the episode, and him and his uh, his father-in-law. Um, new, what's this dude's name? Cause I just, I'm just going to keep referring to him as the brotherhood leader, but uh <laughs> yeah is that well um, they refer to I him just, as watts i don't know what it is i think it's like randall watts i think if i'm yeah, in my memory i, I, can't, I me. keep missing it i know I his last name is I definitely really watts. really don't <laughs> well I i'm an electrician it kind of stuck <laughs> so <Yeah. laughs> well i keep missing it and i really don't care because i hate this fucking character i'm just gonna say that right now i am so over it um yeah this fucking character just drives me up a wall i don't see the fucking point uh honestly the whole uh brotherhood angle of this season is is the big part that i don't like if we're gonna pick out a negative i think the whole stupid you know kk Aryan brotherhood kind of thing is uh retarded and i just i i don't like it so every well, time i mean i don't think you're meant to like guys, it Don. So just a little like <laughs> I thought, yeah. well, know, no, but I mean, it's a but good it thing you don't like entertaining, it. And I don't think it's entertaining. Like, oh, okay. I mean, it, like it's it's you too much time respect. is focused on this. Okay, and I don't care. Right. So that the, you know, every time, just saying, every time it revolves around any of these characters, I don't care. I know I'm not supposed to like it, but I'm just saying, like, <laughs> I, just, I just don't care. You know, I don't care about the characters. I don't care about you know what's going on. I just, I just don't care. Um. But basically, uh, it, it's those two. They meet up with Proctor, with Proctor and um, uh, fucking Bowtie, um, <laughs> which I'm totally spacing his name right, right Burn. now. Burton. Um, Burton, thank you. Um, <laughs> it, it's late, man. It's late. <laughs> my, my brain's shutting half down on me. It's all good, um, brother. It's all good. But they meet. <laughs> but they meet up and they're talking and basically our uh, Watts guy is saying, you know, hey, we take you know uh, full blame for what happened at. The, you know, we're talking about um, with what Anastasia did last week when she bro- busted up the van and she took down the drug house. Uh, he says, you know, it's our it's our guy's fault and we'll take the blame for it. And just to show you how serious we are, here's what we're going to do about it. And the dude's tied around a tree. Uh, he tells Koi to get in the, in the truck and do it. And Koi drives away in the truck, basically ripping the dude literally in oh. half. Uh it was a crazy scene. My wife was like, I ain't watching this oh. <laughs> when, when it happened. Yeah, uh, I mean. A, a nuts scene. And you could tell that, uh, you know, our boy Chris Coy over here, uh, you know, Calvin uh, on the show, that he just um, didn't want to do it. You know, I mean, he, as much of an asshole of a guy that he is in the show, he loves his brotherhood and he loves his guys. And, and he was pretty pissed that he was forced to rip this guy in half. Um, you know, and then we get Watts getting back in the truck in a, with him and him saying, you know, I can't believe you made me do that. You made me kill one of our own. And the and Watts is like, you're lucky it ain't you. You know, <laughs> he's like, don't, don't, don't put it past you that I didn't think about, you know, it being you. Uh, so now pretty graphic scene. I have a question for you, Don. Was that the guy yeah. that, uh, uh, you know, Calvin was talking to in the beginning of the season that he was going to seize the perfect moment? Was that his, like one of his best, 
uh, friends in the Brotherhood tied to the tree. I'm uh, assuming. I really don't know 100%. Yeah, I mean, like, he looked familiar enough to me that I'm thinking it is, but I would have to go back to episode one to to, to watch it, to be honest. I was just wondering if yeah. if, if you caught on to that or... New, or the, I know. didn't catch on to it because, like I said, I'm not paying too much attention with these guys because I just don't care about that storyline. So <laughs> I'm not Fair enough. too much on it. So, yeah, I mean, it's almost... All the same yeah. me I mean, they might as well be a biker gang or some other kind of gang of people... You know, they, you know, they they went for the neo Nazi angle yeah. for some reason, but that's Banshee, right? You know, exactly. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't expect anything else. Yeah. Which, which you know, we've had dealings with before with the whole, uh, um, you know, with the with the black cop from season one and season two, you know, and stuff like that. Um, you know, yeah. so we we've had interesting aspects of uh, a kind of a brotherhood thing going on in Banshee and and racist people and stuff. So. Um, so we get that scene. Um, then we get a kind of what well, we would look like a Job flashback, but ended up being a nightmare. I and uh, I was, Job's basically. Yeah, I was really happy it was a nightmare, not a flashback. Were you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it, you know, it's good to see Job kind of trying to transition out of being so messed up from everything that happened, you know. And uh, you know, he, he has this nightmare, but obviously, it's something that happened while he was there. Um, where he's basically he's being hung from the ceiling, and uh, the guy that is holding him captive comes in. He's like, "28 hours, you set a new record." So he's basically been standing on a box for 28 hours, um, trying not to fall because then he'd be hung. And uh, you know he still doesn't give anything up, and uh, he falls off the box. He starts to choke, and the guy cuts him down. And is like, "Oh, you're pretty." smart that's one way to get get down you know and then he wakes up so it's a it's a nightmare uh carrie comes in you know are you okay they kind of have a little dialogue and uh and then she throws him the list and he's like what the fuck is this <laughs> and uh, he's like you know she's <laughs> she's like you better start pulling your weight around here and he's like i don't do windows <laughs> i was hoping you were gonna so say awesome. that dude i already started laughing <laughs> <laughs> i don't do windows i don't do windows yeah. so good it's the old job we know so good to see, you know, um, uh, we got Hood going over to the bar, talking to Sugar. I'm. Yeah. One another one of my beefs this season is I don't like what they're Sugar. Like, I, he's like not involved at all. And then when he is involved, he's just being a dick <laughs> to everybody. Like, I feel like it's not the same character. I get that he's well... kind of got a beef. With Lucas, like over what happened with Joe, but like oh, he's we're definitely... five episodes in. Let's move on already. Well, he, and and then he asked him, "Hey, you got a place to stay?" Like he was he was about to offer him, you know, yeah. the back room, you know, because I, you know, he he said something about uh, uh well, your old place kind of fell fell victim to termites, so we had to burn it down. Like I I thought there was like a weird line, like, well, I mean, you show every other building you burn down in the show why didn't we see that you know but i guess you know in the grand scheme of things yeah. it's just a termite infestation it's not that big of a deal <laughs> compared to what else i was is going hoping on. he was gonna get his, i was hoping he was gonna get his old place back i was looking forward to kind of coming full circle with that and him kind of coming home you know to that little side building yeah uh, but where he bar, did so. go really uh, i didn't i did not expect for him to go where he did go Exactly, which is our next scene. We see him pop up at our girl Siobhan's trailer, um, which was really, really cool. I mean, the second they showed the trailer, I was like, aww. <laughs> I was like, he went back. I mean, I even, I even said out loud, don't do this to yourself, man. Why are you there? You know, <laughs> don't do this to yourself, you know? Like, it's almost like he wants to punish himself. He's just like this entire season, it's been hood you know, intentionally punishing himself for all the guilt that he feels, you know? And, uh, mm -hmm. you know, that plays a part uh, a little bit later, but, you know, this was kind of like a precursor to it, you know? So yeah. I, I get why they showed it, but I was just like, no, why are you there, man? Stop beating yourself up. <laughs> I, this isn't the hood, I know, you know? I, I liked it, though. I liked that. Oh, yeah, definitely. I mean, you know... It, it it arose an emotion out of me, and that's what they were aiming for. Yeah. They succeeded, you know. That's what great, and that's what's great about the show. Exactly. Uh, um, 
our next scene, we see our little sneaky cop Cruz looking at um, some pictures of the murders and stuff on her desk, and she comes across the picture that says uh, that they found a footprint, that the footprint was a woman's shoe. So for the first time, I think they're kind of starting to maybe figure out a little bit that it's a guy and a girl, since a lot of people are just looking for a dude. Yeah, I mean, I had a, you know, yeah, you know, and... You know, and she she did play it right. She didn't say a word, but you've seen the claw. You know, the gears turning in her head. You know what I mean? And yeah, uh, yeah. So and, and you know, you knew right away. She she started thinking about you know when she saw Bunker with with Carrie in the truck and all, and then all of a sudden, you know, like every time she sees Carrie and Bunker together, something happens, and now. It's it's found out that a woman was there at the scene of the fire, you know. So, I guess she's starting to put two and two together. What did yeah, you think about the scene? You think she's that good of a cop to 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 kind of to come up with that? Do you, I mean I don't know. I mean I don't think she really came up with anything. I think she just kind of was like looking at the fact that there was a woman's footprint found and she kind of was like, huh, like, I wonder if that's something we should look into, you know, kind of thing. I don't, I didn't really get that she was like solving the case or anything like at that moment, you know, it was kind of a, almost a throwaway scene, but I think it was yeah. meant to just show that, you know, every time Proctor or Brock or anybody's referring to this killer, they keep saying like, Oh, we got to find this guy and we got to find this dude you know like it's always a guy reference and i think like that was just the first point to be like hey maybe it's more than one person and the second person may be a female well i mean i think she was looking at pictures of uh from you know what what you know the building that carrie pretty much torched to the ground last episode no that's what i took from (sighs) it you're because right. because yeah. you know Kai has pretty much told Cruz find out who is pretty much you know screwing with me and my entire operation and how they know when to hit it where to hit it and you know because nobody else knows but the Brotherhood me and Burton you know so yeah. you know no you're right you're right I I totally fucked that up I I just when I saw it i actually couldn't make out what the hell the pictures were that she was looking at and i thought she was looking at the files of the murders and i thought that you know because we know that it's a guy and a girl i thought that maybe that that was like a symbol of of knowing that there was a female involved but you're right i think that was her finding a female blueprint and then trying to track down you know who who is the one that is doing this to proctor that makes way more sense obviously than where i was going with it sorry guys my bad i fucked it up my you know my boy links over here corrected it uh, that's so, cool. <laughs> you know, it's all good brother you know no no definitely <laughs> hey I, that, I, I, you know yeah i mean that's what i took from it you know and uh, that's what, and, that's and, and then i thought i don't think she's this good of a cop to come up with this but and then you know yeah i don't know proctor hired her for a reason so she's only there for one yeah. reason, right? You know, to be his eyes and ears so. and to find out now who's screwing with him. Mm-hmm. So we get, um, you know, Hood finally visiting Job, uh, which is something Sugar told him. You know, he said, you, he asked Sugar earlier in the show, you know, how, how's Job doing? And Sugar's like, you should ask him your damn self. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, so, finally, finally, very passive aggressive. Yeah. So he does show up and he finally talks to Job, you know, how you doing? And I, I, you know, even though this was a slow moment in the show, I love the dialogue between these two. And I just, I love the scenes between these two. I wish there was more, you know, so I was very glad that they finally face to face time. And I like that Hood felt so guilty about, you know, I'm sorry, man. I'm sorry. It took two years. You know, I thought you were dead. Like we, we tried to look for you, you know, and I maybe gave up too soon. And uh, instead of getting mad or getting, you know, showing any kind of, you know, anger, uh, you know, Job was like, you know what, like, you spent 15 years in prison, <laughs> you know, and I feel horrible about that. So, you know, like, like yep. I get it and I understand and it is what it is kind of thing. Like, I still love you like a brother, you know, and and I just once again, I just I just love just the connection these two have have you know where he was he was feeling guilty about that like we should have done something to help you or get you out sooner you know and uh so i really really dug that that you know even though yeah it took 
two years and Job really, you know, probably had a way worse time in those two years than all 15 of <laughs> Lucas Hood's, uh, you know, sure. it, it just, that, that he was like, like, you know, don't sweat it. Like, like, you know, it's all good. And I, I, I love that. And then I, and then, uh, Job pretty much rats out <laughs> Carrie and tells Hood, you know, like, dude, you better check your girl. Cause she's building up a fortress in here and uh, she's uh, out there being a little vigilante. And he's like, what? She's uh, going on <laughs> Nikita again. <laughs> yeah, she's going Nikita. You know, so, so I like that he kind of ratted her out and he like told, you know, Lucas like, what's up? So that, that was really cool. Uh, just yeah. love that scene, man. I don't know if there's anything else you want to elaborate on that. Well, I, I actually, I thought honestly, um, as far as, you know, our main characters and the, you know, the good guys of the show, so to speak, you know, the anti-heroes, but still the good guys, you know, it, it's the first time you ever heard hood say he's sorry to anybody really, except for Carrie, but that was all in season one. But, you know, I mean, you know, hood saying, I'm sorry, Job, you know, I gave up and I gave up too soon. I shouldn't have, you know, I just gave up and then, you know, and, but, and, this was the first time that Job, because, you know, Job never calls Hood Hood. He always called him Baby, right? Throughout the all the seasons. Listen, Baby, you know what I mean? Like, that's just how Job talks. And, you know, you know, the last season, Job was pretty much, you know, done with Hood. You know, he's just pissed off at him about the whole, you know, uh, Camp Genoa heist and how that went down. Almost got him killed and everything. He's mad at him right and then so they're on the deck and he's like listen baby it's all in the past and when he said that you know i was like nice they're friends again and you could tell you know the friendship and everything is stronger now you know, and it, what's in the past is in the past and let's move forward and i think not only was that really good for uh, a hood psyche you know and and breaking out of his shell that he was in you know uh, but it was good for Job too, you know, because Job's now finally opening up and talking because neither one of them were pretty much opening up and talking to anybody. They were just silent a lot throughout this, uh, uh, you know, season, you know, um, but this was like the most dialogue we've had between the two. And it was it was like, you know, the Banshee writers, I, I, I always applaud them for not you know overdoing things with dialogue right um and they had dialogue but it was still not a lot but it was just enough to be almost perfect you know you you got what you wanted to get out of it and they're now moving forward instead of looking backward you know what i mean so this yeah. scene was like almost this scene was almost like the most uh I would say the most important scene for uh, Hood and Job's character uh, to basically transition from what they started out in episode one of this season, and now they're moving forward instead of backwards, which ha they've been, you know, dwelling on and focusing on and everything else. So it was really like, you know, I love the scene. I thought it was great. Yeah. So, and the, and yeah, like I said, just my two cents <laughs> so yeah yep yeah no awesome scene uh like i said just great dialogue and it was good to see our main two guys back on the same page so we uh we move back um proctor and burton are getting to up to their office and uh basically the whole amish community is chilling outside and um they're once again you know protesting and arguing saying that that, you know, we want Rebecca's body. Like we need, we need to, you know, do a funeral. We need to do a proper burial. And once again, Proctor's like, I can't give it to you. There's, this is a murder investigation. There's been other girls that are murdered. You know, we really need to do this the right way. And, um, you know, uh, Rebecca's dad is like, you know, you can't do this to us. We need her body. And, uh, Proctor's getting pissed at this point and he starts to get fired up and he's like, you lost, you know, all that, you know, uh, you know, control once you shunned her and, yeah, uh, you know, and he's trying to get into his office yeah, and they, 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 you know, keep protesting and he tells, uh, 
Officer Cruz, like, get him out of here. And she's like, they have a warrant. A permit. And, uh, they have a permit, sorry. And, yeah. uh, you know, and I'm so, like, so when does Cruz care about permits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a public thing because, you know, Proctor starts to get really pissed off. He starts to yell and he's about to get physical. And actually Burton steps in and is like, sir. Oh. We should go inside. <laughs> yeah, you know the, the the cooler heads prevail from Burton, who always knows what's going on. So they go back inside, um, you know, which was a good thing because Proctor was about to fuck up in public. Um, so, did you like the way that he started screaming at him in uh, Dutch? Yeah, you like that? I like that too, man. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool. I thought that was a pretty cool touch that they did. You know? Yeah. yeah. No, I liked it a lot. Um, we get a really cool kind of little funny scene next where Brock gets in his car and, uh, Hood's just chilling in the back seat. He's like, what's up, Brock? <laughs> He's like, God damn it. <laughs> He's like, you Where know how many that, laws you just broke? <laughs> I, like, I could arrest you right now. You know, and, and they just have a real quick back and forth and basically he's like, you're not going to stay out of this case, are you? And he's like, nope. <laughs> and, and, uh, but he does finally admit to Brock for the first time that, you know, he really, really truly, uh, did not know Rebecca was pregnant and, uh, you know, and so he, you know, ends up leaving and they just have a quick kind of back, back and forth, which was nice because I feel like the, him and Brock have just been obviously on opposite ends too this entire time. So I like the hood kind of in this episode is kind of making peace with some people. Uh, yeah, I mean, so that's, yeah, well, I mean, it, 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 it was almost a constant theme throughout, you know, it's almost like Hood was basically reconciling with everybody that he felt guilty about. You know what I mean? And and literally, this is the first time that Hood has actually interacted with Brock without just being either quiet or passive aggressive or basically just a shit to him. You know? Yeah. So yeah, I, I I mean yeah, I mean and you know him and Brock have been through a lot throughout the you know first yeah. three seasons, but you know and. I remember a couple of episodes ago, Brock saying, you know, you know, the one thing I know about Hood, about knowing him so long, is that I don't know Hood at all, right? And that's true, but, you know, this was the first time that, that Hood finally, you know, actually talked and answered a Brock's question. <laughs> and I was like, wow, Hood answered a question Brock asked him. That's insane. Yeah, <laughs> Well, exactly. I mean, huge steps for Hood. I mean... <laughs> Uh, our next scene, we go to, um, you know, we show Bunker, he's working on his car, and uh, Watts shows up, and, and this is their first interaction face-to-face, and Watts is like, I'm making you an offer, like, you know, I know you made some mistakes, and you left our brotherhood, but I want you to come back and return, and uh, Bunker ain't having it, you know, and he tells him basically straight up, like, I don't know how you got out of prison, but rest assured that you're my number one priority to put your ass back in prison, and, uh, uh, it was kind of cool. Watts was like, you know, okay, cool. You know, I'm going to let you take some time to think about that. You know, tonight I'm going to celebrate, but then tomorrow, if you don't make the right decision, you're number one on my, on my shit list, basically, you know, he's like, he's like, we're going to be coming for you, you know? So kind of a very intense kind of scene, uh, right there. So, um, that was, uh, you know, that was interesting. It was interesting to see them try to once again, recruit bunker back into the whole brotherhood thing. Um, now um, what do you could you take or leave the scene I mean I know you know for forget about the brotherhood thing you know I mean we know Bunker's backstory and everything and this this guy brought him in you know and then he left yeah. right um, I, I would take the scene I, I liked it I, I mean it, you know we haven't seen Bunker uh, realize that this dude's out of prison yet so I think we kind of I needed that a little bit. Yeah, it was it was definitely needed. Yes, mm-hmm. I mean at the time he, I didn't get he it. He had a very shocked face when he, when the dude walked up. He was like, "What? Yeah, how are you like, doing out?" You know, kind of thing. So yeah, yeah, and, and that kind of happens a lot to Watts in this episode. Like, um, <laughs> what the hell are you doing yeah. here? <laughs> uh, so then we we go to another scene. We get a quick scene of Burton. Uh, basically pulling out a chainsaw and uh, cutting off the carriage, uh, the buggy to the horse, uh, one of the Amish couples, you know, and all the produce is falling out. And, yeah. uh, you know, Proctor told him, you know, don't threaten me, I'll, I'll get you. And uh, they warned them that they're not allowed to sell their produce and banshee 
be anymore. And uh, they give that final warning. So uh, I I got scared for a minute, man. I thought he was going to cut the damn horse's head off. I was, I like, was oh, just going to ask. I'm like, <laughs> I was going to ask, Don, what did you think he was going to do with the chainsaw? Because I know what I thought. Oh, my God. <laughs> yep, we all know how like, twisted Burton is. is fucked. Yeah, I was like, this horse is so fucked. So um, I was very happy to see that it was just a buggy. I was like, oh, thank you, Jesus, because I hate so, watching animals get killed in the show. Yeah, so do I. And I'm like, oh. like I'm the seeing the dude. The worst that happened was the horse ran away. The tree, but I don't want to see the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, you I know, take, take a dude dude's legs. Hat, yeah, <laughs> no problem. But a horse can't have that. <laughs> so you know, we don't want Peter ban. You know, uh, <laughs> protesting Banshee now. <laughs> there was no horses uh, hurt in the shooting of the scene. <laughs> exactly. Uh, our next scene is our girl Elijah Dushku smoking some more crack. So that was awesome. Always a good, uh, always a good time. Always good to see her smoking crack, and I don't know. I think she looks so hot on this season, dude. I, I've always found her really cute. Yeah, but dude. I, I think mean, she is super hot on this show. I'm like, yeah, dude. I've had a huge just crush on her for freaking years, man. Oh, I I remember she was in a Maxim magazine like five years ago, and I was just like, oh my goodness, <laughs> who are you and where are you? Why aren't you here with me? Yeah, <laughs> yeah she's uh, just a little side note. She is looking awesome. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so that just get, get to see some more crack smoking. Uh, you know, we see Brock finally get fed up with everything. He does this big press conference and he's like, you know what? This guy's a, you know, a murdering dude and we're going to go out there and we're going to find him and we're going to bring him to justice. And I'm not going to stop till I've avenged the deaths of and he names all the girls that this dude's killed. And they actually show the dude watching the press conference on TV and he's kind of smiling and smirking. Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, it was a pretty, it was a pretty cool scene. Um, but while he's doing the press conference, it's actually transitioning to a scene with Hood uh, meeting with the little kid who was the witness of the last girl getting um, her body dumped. And um, he's trying to get the kid to draw a picture, and he draws a picture with horns on it. And Hood's like, is, are you drawing horns? And the kid's like, yes. So, you know, we know our killer has those little baby horns on his head. Uh, so that was that was cool that they're finally starting to kind of catch on to some of the deformities here uh, of what's going on there. Yep, yep. Um, uh, this scene, I mean, um, you know, we don't normally, you know, when Hood was a, a sheriff, well, fake sheriff, but whatever, you know, when he was on that side, he never interrogated anybody. He never interviewed witnesses or anything. But now that he's not a cop, I find it funny that he's, you know, following up leads and interviewing witnesses now <laughs> it's like man. yeah he's been a better cop this season yeah than he was all this exactly season. exactly but that's, that's the best way to put it done <laughs> that's why i love this show it's just so freaking creative and off the yeah. wall and like i've never heard of a of a storyline like this you know what i mean like he's a better cop when he's not a cop <laughs> yep uh, we get a really interesting scene after this where Elijah Dushku goes to an underground, like, gothic sex club, you know, and uh, she's trying to get information and there's all kinds of people, you know, naked and having sex and uh, doing bondage and all kinds of just really crazy, creepy shit. And you're like, damn, they got this in Banshee, too? For a little town that seems like it has about 50 people living in it, they got a lot of shit going on in this town of Banshee. <laughs> I mean, are you really surprised, though? I mean, I was like, okay, they have this in there now. And then I'm like, of course they do. It's Banshee. Why wouldn't they? <laughs> I mean, they have everything else. You know what I mean? That, Throw this in there, too. Because it's such a tiny little town. It's like, come yeah. on, man. They got everything. Um, but, yeah, so it, she, she kind of goes off, and she's looking through. She's trying to find something, and she goes and interrupts, like, some kind of branding, like, torture situation and uh she gets in a fight with all these guys and they actually end up grabbing her and they're, they're about to brand her and of course who shows up our boy lucas hood at this point he jumps in saves her they get in a fight they kick everybody's ass and uh they kind of you know celebrate a little bit and they have some drinks afterwards and they have each other's back and uh of course he comes up on the same lead she did um you know she was trying to find you know the somebody in this underground thing he he knew because of the horns that there would only be one kind of person who probably runs through that kind of a club. Um, 
so there's still you know uh they're on the same path together and i i like kind of uh the teamwork that they're starting to have yeah um i do too and like now did you think i mean you know how you know in other kind of movies and tv and everything when when like a, a guy and a girl get into a fight together and they you know they just go through that and then they're you know they're drinking at the end and cleaning each other up you know she's got a cut on her head and you know he's he's helping her out whatever you know did you think that this was finally the like i thought honestly that this was going to be you know go time with hood and you know Dusku. <laughs> but yeah i'm waiting for it and i keep this episode gave me a couple times i on Honestly, thought they were going to do it right in the beginning of the episode when they were sitting in the car, and then uh, <laughs> when that didn't happen, when that didn't happen, I thought for sure, yeah. After this fight, when the she pulls out the, the scotch bottle again, he's trying to leave, and she's like, "I can't drink this alone," and he's like, "I know you can, so don't lie about that." <laughs> and, uh, I thought that was funny. <laughs> but he stays and he does have a drink with her, and I'm like, "Okay, here it comes," you know. But then, yeah, they they don't, you know, and it's going to be pretty funny when the season ends and they never do <laughs> actually go down that path because we're all waiting for it. To- that happened but you know who knows maybe that's another swerve they're gonna throw at us but uh you know i, I just it, it was good stuff uh right there we get a very big throwaway scene to me maybe this will pay off down the road but after uh, all of that uh we see our little satanic serial killer dude at like a florist shop and he goes up to this girl and she's one she's like this just little nerdy florist chick and he's like I appreciate what you've done for the cause and uh, the acolytes or whatever. And he's like, will you be, you know, my special pet project or whatever? And she's like, yes, I will be. And they hug and like, it didn't really go anywhere. And that was it. That was, and I'm like, was that really needed? What the fuck was that? Like, is, is she the sacrifice you know, uh, sacrificial virgin or something in another episode that we're gonna get. Like, I don't know. Like, it just that 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 scene felt like just weird filler to me. Well, I mean, I thought about that scene for a little bit because I'm like, okay, is she the next victim? But all the victims up to this point have been abducted against their will, right? Exactly. She's she's not a victim. And, and yeah, and she's totally willing. You know, so I'm wondering. If she was one of the, you know, uh, five or six that was in the room when he uh, killed the last victim, I wonder because you you didn't you couldn't make out any of you you knew there were people watching, you know you know other than his wife, but um, I wonder if she was one of them. You know, I I don't know. I mean, that's about the only thing. And then and then he asked her, you know, uh, will are you willing to give yourself to him? And she said, yes, I am. And then he was like, good girl. And he hugged her all creepy and weird like he is, uh, you know, and then it just, you know, it, then seen over, you know, move on. But well, that's what I'm saying. The only thing I could think is like, she's some kind of sacrifice, you know, she's going to be like the sacrifice virgin, <laughs> you know, like Okay. volunteered for this like cause or whatever, you know, like, cause you know, and all these horror movies like to, Anytime they're trying to get Satan or some kind of thing, they always they always have to sacrifice a virgin. So yeah, and like I don't you know, know, I don't know what else she would be. Yeah, and like when he said for him, like I I pretty much knew exactly who he meant, you know, Satan, whatever, because we've pretty much come to the conclusion that they're Satan worshippers at this point. I mean, it's, yes, yes, it's pretty it's, uh, unarguable. It's it's yes. So. so. Um, All right. Well. Uh, we move to a cooler scene, which is basically we got our little sneaky cruise once again uh, going up to Carrie's house, and she's kind of trying to get her way in. And, of course, Carrie's got that house fortified, man, big old fence around, uh, so she can't get up to the property. Um, then the spotlights kick on, the motion detector spotlights, video cameras, and Cruz is like, what the fuck? Like, she's all seeing, like, man, this house is locked down. And then Joe comes out, and he's like, can I help you? And she's like, you know, we got a call about a, you know, somebody that's been creeping around. And he's like, oh, yeah, we didn't call nobody. And she's like, well, one of your neighbors did. And he's like, oh, that's funny. They did because we don't got any. (laughs) And, uh, you know. He's like, and why did you park all the way down there when you could have drove all the way up to the gate? I mean, that's the long walk. (laughs) 
Yeah, yeah, you could tell it was definitely fishy, and he kept answering back on her, and, you know, she was like, all right, well, you know, if everything's cool, then uh, uh, we'll ca- we'll see you around, and he was like, okay. Uh, so, you know, I like that he he was, you know, just funny with her and, and just kind of calling her out on her BS, but, you know, we know that she's obviously catching on to Carrie now, so, you know, she's putting the pieces together, and uh, yep. she's, she's trying to see what's up. Uh, what I loved was the scene after this, where we see Job finally shaving his head, shaving the beard, and becoming that good old Job that we all know and love. Yeah, because he's putting the pieces together in his head too, and he knows he needs to start getting right because he's going to be needed to help out Carrie because this this chick Cruz is going to be a problem. He knows what Carrie's doing, and he's and he's probably figuring this chick Cruz is putting pieces together, and she is snooping around because she's thinking Carrie's doing it. So somehow, some way she knows something, but he doesn't know it yet. But Job ain't stupid, you know? And, you know, you know, and, and that's what I mean. Like, you know, Job's finally kind of breaking out of his shell. Hood's breaking out of his shell. They're moving forward. And this was Job pretty much, you know, moving completely forward, putting the past behind him. And, you know, we see him shaving his head, cutting his beard and everything, and then, you know, washing his face, and then we get him in the mirror. And it's the Job we all know and love, right? And I thought that scene was awesome. Yeah, it was great. I said, I actually, it was funny because I said to my wife at the beginning of the episode, like, how long are we going to go before he shaves shaves his head and shaves the beard? I said, you know, we're already several episodes in with him, and he's still hasn't taken care of that shit yeah i mean that was bothering you the last two episodes yeah yeah Yeah, a guy guy like him i figured the second he got home and showered he'd be like get this damn hair off my head you know (laughs) like i thought he'd be like totally out you remember what i said i was like the first he's gonna do is go for the nail polish i mean why wouldn't he right Mm -hmm. (laughs) but he didn't Uh, because he was still you know trying to he's he's still trying to get right you know what i mean from what he just been through and i think like this scene pretty much was like all right job's back you know what i mean like job's getting right in the head again it was him you know kind of officially moving on yeah you know uh, like putting this all trying to put it all behind him and and moving forward and i like that it was kind of shaving the head shaving the beard was kind of a you know a fresh start kind of thing again so that was that was really really cool yeah um we then go to the stupid little brotherhood celebration because once again, you know, I feel about the brotherhood stuff. It's just kind of silly. Uh, didn't really do anything. The dude just talks about being out of jail and how, you know, like we celebrate tonight, but tomorrow, you know, shit's going to start to go down. Um, Chris Coy and him have a bad exchange once again where he's like, dude, you know, what the hell are you saying? What are you doing? It's supposed to be about the brotherhood brotherhood since we're about money and that's all that this watch dude is about uh what's really cool is then all of a sudden we see kind of a uh you know a target on watt's head and then it zooms back out and we see it's bunker bunkers up at the top of the hill he had a sniper rifle out he's ready to pop this watch dude in the head and i was like oh hell yeah pull the trigger pull the trigger i was so ready for it and then damn brock shows up and ruins everything and he's like what the hell are you doing man i got gps in your car i knew what you were doing and he's like you know you're going to do it the right way. You know, help me fight these guys the right way. Don't do it the wrong way. And Bunker's like, all right, I got your back. We'll do it the right way. And they end up leaving. So I was a little bummed about that because I was like, I was like, shoot his ass, shoot it his was, ass. <laughs> it, was, it was kind of funny that Bunker goes, uh, that was a, that was a great speech, by the way. <laughs> yeah. that, then that was a serious sniper rifle, man. That was, wow. Yeah, I mean, it was. He's got like a nice, <laughs> that's a, Wow, you know, that's some uh, that's some American sniper type kind of gun he's got there, man. Wow, you know. Yeah, it was awesome. Great, great sniper rifle. Um, but yeah, if I was Bunker, I would have been doing the same damn thing. I'd be like, let me get this dude out the way, Cause especially especially yeah. after that threat that he got earlier in the episode. You know. Yeah, so, and and you know, he's and got, he's got to watch his back. And like I kind of changed my mind on that whole scene before, because before I was like, eh, "Do we do we need it?" I mean, Bunker would have found out he was out one way or another. But did we need to have that scene? You know, I mean, uh, whatever. But then you know, it 
you know, when Bunker's got a sniper rifle on his head, I'm like, okay, now that scene makes a lot more sense to me now. You know what I mean? It was just basically yeah. set up for this to happen. But, and I really thought Bunker was going to pull the trigger, but then Brock shows up, you know? And it's like, of course, of course there's a GPS on Bunker's car, right? <laughs> Yeah, why not? They're cops. Yeah. They need to have GPS. So uh, sure. we jump back to Hood and Elijah Dushku talking. Uh, she asks him for his help once again, and this time he finally agrees. He says, "All right, uh, you know, I'll help you out. I'll help you get her, get the killer." So that was cool. You know, she says, "You know, like, hey, I'm on the right path, but I'd get there a lot faster if you help me out." And he was like, "All right, let's let's do it." Um, you know, and, and then. Uh, we're nearing the end of the episode here, and we got uh, Chris Coy, his Calvin character. He's he's chilling in his garage, and he's looking pretty pissed off. And then Watts walks in, and he's like, you know, what the hell was that shit earlier? And he's just like, you know, I don't like what you're doing here. I don't like what's going on. I'd like you to leave my house. You're not welcome here. And Watts kind of laughs it off, and he's like, yeah, you're a funny guy, whatever. You know, I'm going to have another drink. And, you know, and he goes to get his drink. And Coy, man, just with no... Oh, just you know, he just boom, just stabs him out of nowhere with an ice pick, stabs him right in the back. The dude falls down and he's dead, man. Like he straight up murders him and like and didn't even blink an eye on it. Dude, total and, uh, dead face the whole time as he did it too. Did, yeah, yeah, just just picks it up, doesn't even look. He just throws his hand back and stabs the dude, um, and then throws the ice pick back down and continues to drink his beer. And it's just like, oh shit. So that made me very happy because I told you I was not liking this Watts character and I was hating everything this entire episode and then that happened at the end and I was like hallelujah we just took care of that aspect and we get it the hell out of here uh we get the boom banshee uh, and of course after that we always get a little basically a little after credits kind of scene and uh we oh get a boy. little too much of Chris Coy who's standing there butt ass naked um you know and then he's got watts laying on the ground on a pair on a piece of plastic and i started getting dexter flashbacks at that point um <laughs> and, uh, but he pulls out pulls out a chainsaw and he starts to uh dismember watts to obviously get rid of the body uh very smart obviously my wife was like why is he got to do this naked and i'm like because of course man you don't want no blood on your clothes no need nothing linking it back to you right so uh you know very smart on his behalf but yeah so yeah, I've gotten rid of the damn body and uh, and a hell of an ending to another episode. Another episode that for three weeks in a row now I felt have gone by in about 15 minutes, man. When that <laughs> Banshee thing pops up at the end of the episode, it always catches me off guard. I'm like, really? Has it been an hour already? It just, uh, now, now, before I ask you the question, I always ask you, okay? Um, I mean, did, did Calvin or, or Chris Coy, I mean, did... Was this his best scene of the of of the entire show to date that we've seen? Best scene of the entire. Well, I'm not um, talking about him naked. I'm talking about his, you know, just his action. What no, he I did, know. You know. I wasn't thinking. Why would you have to go back to him being naked? Well, I don't know. I, I thought that's what you, you were getting know, to. Like, well, it wasn't all that great because he was mind, naked. Exactly. I didn't have to see that. <laughs> no, you know what? For me, the scene that always pops out to me was, uh, I think, from the first episode of the season when he uh, told his boss that he had to leave, and then he starts stabbing the guy on his desk all crazy, and then and, and uh, oh yeah. Just yeah. a dream and stuff like that was I, know, cool. I love that scene and that, that was a pretty intense like scene right there and then you just you see like the struggle he has trying to maintain like a normal life but then also run this like brotherhood <laughs> yeah so, uh but but no tonight's was was great i mean i thought he was really solid the entire episode to be honest so you know as much as i don't care for the whole brotherhood angle and as much as i hated the watts character and stuff like i thought koi was was really really strong uh the entire episode yeah i totally agree totally agree and you know i always ask you buddy you gonna give it a grade uh i'll give this one a b fair enough fair enough oh you know it uh yeah I'll wasn't as you. strong as the you know three episode three or four uh but it was still a pretty solid episode overall i i mean there was a bit of setup a bit of closure um uh some cool scenes in it some scenes that i didn't think really even needed to exist um, cause they didn't really further any plot line ahead or create one, or it was just, you know, more of the same, uh, so to speak from Kai. I mean, I mean, how many people 
And how many times are we going to get it that, yeah, Kai's upset and he's <laughs> and he's taking his frustrations on anybody that crosses his path and gets him the littlest bit ticked off. I get it, you know? Mm-hmm. So, like, the whole chainsaw cutting the horse loose thing, you know, you go, okay, really, really hard target to go after, Kai. You you cut a wa- an Amish wagon in half. Congratulations. You know what I mean? You know, their tomatoes fell on the ground and the horse ran away. I mean, uh, I get it. Kai is whatever. You know what I mean? Like, that scene, uh, didn't I didn't think it had to be there. And then you've seen smoke in the background. They never really, they never really kind of showed you what was burning in the background, like beyond the trees. But, you know, they zoomed into it. Um, what did you think that was? Was that like their I, house? I, I didn't even see smoke. You didn't see that? You didn't notice that? Nope. Uh, nope. Well, um, uh, yeah, after Burton cut, you know, the horse loose, and, you know, then Kai said what he had to say, um, as they left, um, uh, past the trees, you've seen a bunch of black smoke rising up, you know? And, but they never showed you what that was. Yeah, I mean, it could have been a field on fire, maybe, you know, all the, all their, all their crops, I guess he burned. I mean, that's kind of what I chalked it up to, because what he said, you know, not only are you not going to sell your stuff in Banch anymore, you're not going to sell anything anymore, period, you know? So, I I don't know. I mean, (laughs) that scene I could have done without, uh, I don't know. Um, was there a scene that you could have done without? Uh, I mean, as far as you know, the well, yeah, plot I told goes... you all the brotherhood stuff. Well, yeah, I, 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 right out. I could have done without the the serial killer dude and the florist chick. I mean, there was there were several scenes on this episode that I could have took out. Yeah, and um, I, I didn't mind the Amish one you're talking about because I mean, you know, the, I felt that that scene was needed to be honest because. Like I said, when they when they were protesting outside his office, uh, she said to him straight up, "Like you have nothing that you can threaten us with anymore, you know. Give us the give us our daughter back." And he was like, "Oh, really? Like, okay, I'll show you." And that was him getting back at her after she said, "You can't threaten me anymore." What did he do? He just said, "There you go. You're fucked. You can't sell produce of Banshee anymore. There goes your living." And uh, you know, try again next time. Have a nice day. So. Oh. <laughs> Uh, that's that he needed to pay off that threat and he did. So I, 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 I like that scene. Okay. Fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. Yeah. Um, so, so, so what grade do you give it? Um, I'm going to agree with you with the B. Um, I mean, you know, I, I understand the need for setup because you know, you need it and it's one of those things. Uh, but the good, the great thing about Banshee is they don't, they don't set things up and then, you know, play with it for episode after episode. And they really can't afford to because they have three left. So, you know, you know, but again, you know, it was a little bit of a slow episode. Um, but I did like, you know, the closure parts of it. I did like, uh, you know, the characters moving on, you know, Job, you know, moving on, uh, Hood finally breaking out of shell and moving on you know and everybody's kind of now they're pretty much going forward with everything uh i could have done without the the weird horns guy and the floral shop thing uh you know i agree with you there and um but yeah and but i thought the ending saved the this episode from you know being you know any worse than i, I no let me rephrase that <clears throat> the end of the episode, I thought, uh, saved the episode from, you know, uh, not being any worse than it'd be. Let me put it that way. It was still a great episode, and I and I liked it. I I was you know I was satisfied. I wasn't you know like oh that's that wasn't really all that great. You know what I mean? I I still liked it, but you know, from the other ones that we've already had so far, and I think from the ones that are coming up, I would say. I mean, I'm going to make a prediction that at the end of this season, we're going to look back at this particular episode as one of the weakest ones in the whole season. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, do, you, do you agree with that? 
Yeah, very possible. I mean, I don't want to speculate right now. Let's finish out the season, and then we'll go back and talk about it. Um, but, yeah, this this is definitely one of the weaker ones, and we always seem to have one right about in the middle point of the season. So, sure. you know, we've had really – we we had, you know, episode three and four were just outstanding. So sometimes after a couple really strong ones, you get one to kind of step back in it. But we had some really cool moments in this one to where, you know, it still made its place in the whole, you know, scheme of things. Yeah, I mean, and it definitely had some scenes that were, uh, you know, I thought were really powerful and really cool. So, you know, yeah. So, yeah, overall, I mean, I liked it. And, you know, it's Banshee, and it definitely had. And it, and you know how I kind of said in the beginning of, of the season, it felt like Banshee met True Detective and then kind of like mushed together. And I was getting like a True Detective Banshee-ish yeah. kind of feeling. Well, I don't have that feeling anymore. I'm back to straight up banshee feeling again, you know. So there you go. Uh, you know, in that respect, you know, I I really liked the episode for for that reason too. All right, well there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. We have done our time, and uh, we're gonna wrap this baby up. So I just want to thank everybody once again, all the fanshees out there, uh, for continuing to really support the show, tweeting at us, DMing us, uh, retweeting, liking uh, our tweets throughout the week. Uh, there's a lot of you out there, and you guys have been really, really supportive. And it just really, you know, from for me and Frank, we thank you and uh, very much, you know, really really appreciate it uh you know we love talking about the show every week and bringing it to you and we're glad that you guys are enjoying listening uh so you know thank you once again very very much um real quick i want to just kind of shout out the fact that we do other podcasts as well uh it's something that we don't we haven't really talked about too much on this show uh so if you don't know us from any of the other projects and you just listen to this one you might you you might not know what we do and uh you know we've had a couple people tweet at us saying you know what are you guys doing after the show ends and you know are you going to do another podcast and stuff like that and you know me and frank have talked about possibly doing something down the road after banshee's over um but we do other podcasts and i kind of wanted to take a quick second to just let you guys know that there is other programming that you can listen to if you enjoy us here check us out over there um <clears throat> you know this show streams on reddragonsradio.com so if you go over to reddragonsradio.com and uh listen right now uh you'll see links going down the whole side of all kinds of podcasts out there uh frank's got a couple uh, going on over there besides welcome to banshee uh he's got a show called way off topic that you can check out and uh he also has the indie uh sports car racing podcast uh yep. which is really really big uh so the number you know, you one elaborate a little bit yeah it's the uh it's basically the number one indie car uh podcast on itunes you search IndyCar. we're the first non-sanctioned uh, IndyCar podcast. We're really proud of that. We've worked very, very hard last almost two years now uh, on the Indy Sports Car podcast, and um, we were just at Barber last uh, week for a race and uh, had a lot of great interviews. And we're going to have another driver on this week. We brought you know we, we every Tuesday night uh, like clockwork, and uh, we we do a couple other things, uh, but for the most part, you know, you check that out if you guys are racing fans. You. We cover F1, we cover, you know, sports car racing, and IndyCar is our main, uh, you know, racing series that we cover. And then, you know, and then I have a little uh, side project podcast that I do on my own sometimes, and sometimes I have uh, guests on, you know, Don was on uh, one show, and it was a really awesome show, had a lot of fun with him on there, and I got a, I had a couple other of my friends on there, and it's basically called Way Off Topic with Frank, and it's exactly what it sounds like I talk about pretty much whatever's on my mind and you know whatever's going on and you know uh, it's just uh, something extra to uh you know to do and it's a fun fun thing to do you know and um yeah and uh yeah. but i mean this welcome to banshee podcast on uh, i have to tell you i mean i've just been having so much fun doing it with you brother and um you know i just again you, you've said it already but i just want to reiterate you know really appreciate the fan support and everybody you know liking and retweeting the show and all the great dms that we've been getting from the fans i mean you know i mean it means the world to us that you guys are enjoying the show enjoying banshee just like us and you know uh we we look forward to doing it every weekend you know so 
um, just want to say thank you guys out there for 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 all the support. And how about you, Don? Yeah, 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 buddy. So uh, definitely check out his shows. And for myself, uh, if you go over to reddragonsradio.com, my main bread and butter is a entertainment podcast that's called On the Air. Uh, that is my baby. I've been doing it for close to five years now. Uh, uh, so, you know, a couple hundred episodes in the can. And uh, I definitely recommend you check it out if you love entertainment news, TV, movies, news, reviews, the whole whole nine if you want to know what's going down in hollywood uh definitely listen to am i on the air and i'll get you up to speed with everything that's going on in the world of entertainment so check out am i on the air i do a spin-off of that called am i still on the air that's every once in a while maybe once a month once every other month or so uh where that's very topic driven uh like you know our batman v superman spoiler review and we'll have a captain america civil war spoiler review coming up in the next you know week or two lots of special episodes there and i also have a third podcast going on over on the channel uh called red dragons assemble it's a show i do once a month uh with a couple of the other hosts on red dragons radio and we basically just talk uh whatever comes to mind it's a lot a lot of entertainment geek culture kind of news and uh that is out there as well so uh between the two of us outside of welcome to banshee you know you have another five podcasts you can go listen to <laughs> so i definitely rec- i definitely recommend you go check it out i really wanted to take a moment and just kind of of uh let you guys know about that because i know a lot of people have been kind of curious to know like what's going to happen after the show's over i just want to let you know that that this was a special side project that we both decided to do we have other podcasts that are our main you know like i said bread and butters uh that we've been doing for a long time uh so that's you know something to you know definitely for you guys to go check out if you're interested and you want to hear something else that that we do uh if you like what we do here so now that that is out the way uh once again make sure you follow us on twitter at welcome to banshee welcome the number two banshee uh make sure you uh subscribe to us on itunes if you listen to us on itunes please take a moment to download it rate subscribe you know give you know give a nice little rating for us it definitely helps in our rankings and exposure on the itunes network uh if you're looking to listen to us on the go stitcher radio if you uh listen usually on your phone or your tablet stitcher is a great app to download and you can listen to us on there and just stream it or you can download for offline listening you can do it on android ios windows uh it's available on all platforms and you can listen to all the episodes of welcome to banshee on stitcher as well um and definitely make sure you follow us on twitter you can follow me on twitter at dx don mega and you can follow my boy links over here at llnkz and uh, once again at reddragonsradio.com. So uh, that'll do it for our Banshee After Show, Season 4, Episode 5, A Little Late to Grow a Pair. And we'll be back once again next weekend to talk about Season 4, Episode 6. So have a good weekend, y'all. Have a good week. Until next time, peace! <laughs> I'm on the run They ain't got me yet I gotta get some place Where nobody knows my name And I leave that devil in the dirt With no medicine for this curse I leave the killing to the callous and the poor